Welcome back to Fleeky Foods and Friends, my podcast. I'm Liz. I run the Instagram account Fleeky Foods, where I post gluten and dairy-free fun recipes and talk a little bit about my journey with Lyme disease. But today's episode, we have a very special guest, Molly of Munch with Mojo. Molly is like a great big sister. (laughs) She gives such good advice on body positivity, body love, food freedom, intuitive eating. Seriously, I have loved watching her food freedom journey unfold on her Instagram and just have loved following along. She gives just such good advice and she's so supportive, I feel like, of every one of her followers. And I was just so excited to get to talk with her today and I hope you guys love hearing her journey as much as I did. If you guys like this episode, please feel free to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any requests for topics or future guests, feel free to DM me on my Instagram. Like I said, it's Fleeky Foods. That's F-L-E-E-K-Y Foods. And without anything else, let's get straight into the episode. So Molly, if you want to kind of um, talk about why you started your account, um, kind of what inspired you, and just like a little bit more about yourself for the listeners. Okay, so first of all, just want to say thanks so much for having me on here. This is like my first podcast, (laughs) and this is just so exciting, and I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, So what started my account was that I didn't really know of any food accounts like around where I go to school which is University of South Carolina um I didn't really see any accounts that were featuring um all of the yummy food like around campus and my first I'm a junior in college so my first two years I didn't have a car uh, at school and so I could only really go places if I could walk there. And mm-hmm. so I decided decided to start my account because I wanted to feature all the yummy food I was eating that was closer to campus. And um, then I started it in like February of um, last year. Mm-hmm. And then Corona hit and I went home and I started not having any more content for my like it was called U of SC Good Eats. Okay. And um then I started to have to like post what I was making. And so mm-hmm. I started saying like homemade edition because I don't know, I thought I was gonna go back to school and obviously yeah. I didn't. So um then I started to realize that the name of my account didn't really make sense for what I was posting anymore. And so I was brainstorming with some people, some of my friends, and one of my friends helped me come up with Munch with Mojo. So then the first time I, I kind of told like a personal story, I posted about like my relationship with food. And I got so much positive feedback that I was like, I need to keep posting this sort of stuff. So I kind of alternate between like posting recipes and then kind of sharing about like my past personal struggles with disordered eating. And then also just like where I'm at right now with food freedom and intuitive eating. Yeah, I feel like you're like, you're definitely like one of my favorite, like food freedom, like body positivity. I just love seeing like your posts. It's, they're just always so positive. So do you want to talk about like kind of 
where that journey took you or like where it started and kind of like how it's evolved? Um, so I would, I usually explain that I didn't really start trying this like food freedom journey until I think like end of May. So it really hasn't been that long that I've kind of been all in on this process. Um, and I basically had one more diet that I tried and I started to realize that it was really taking me back to all my restrictive habits that I had um, in high school. And I just was done. I was like, this is not sustainable for life. And I kept feeling like I had to work so hard to look a certain way and I didn't want to do that anymore. So um, then I started, I have a post about like overcoming food fears because that was kind of where I started to introduce more foods that I had told myself that was, they were off limit. Um, and I was trying to implement them into my diet, like maybe a couple times a week. And then I kind of worked my way up to having the full thing, whatever it is, and not, and trying not to feel guilty about it. That's been like a big thing with me. I know I talked like a little bit about like my counting calories, um, and yeah. like a different podcast. Um, but I just recently started reintroducing like nut butters to my diet and it's oh. so crazy. Like how demonized like because when you first at least for me I don't know if this is how you felt but like when I first started getting into like kind of like the wellness space it was like everyone loved nut butters like that was yeah. like a big thing everyone was like nut butters are so good for you and then when I kind of got deeper into the wellness space it was like yeah but they're really high calorie <laughs> and it was like wait like you guys said that like I should love these and yeah. so then like when you find powdered peanut butter and it's like oh my gosh like it's so much less calories and the taste is like the taste itself is the same, but the texture and like just how you feel eating it is just not the same. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy, like how the wellness space and like even just like your own self can convince yourself that like you're gonna like gain weight just from eating this thing. Yeah. And I, um, I have a post about fearing nut butters too, because that was totally me. Like I used to always say that like peanut butter was my favorite food, but then yeah. I really wasn't eating it that much. And it was kind of one of those foods that was off limit. And, um, I, the, from the like final diet that I mm -hmm. tried, before, yeah. I was like, I'm done with all this. Um, I was measuring out I was measuring out like a lot of things, which for me was just very, it just felt very crazy and like time consuming. And it felt yeah. like I was calculating everything. And so I kind of worked myself away from measuring things. And while like sometimes that can be kind of scary because I mean, it could be way more high calorie than maybe you were planning on eating. But I've kind of realized that if I put too much nut butter on whatever I'm eating, then I kind of don't want the whole thing. So I end yeah. up leaving some of it and then it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, nut butters were very scary for me too. I know it's so crazy because they're, first of all, they're so good. Like, and yeah. even like the macronutrients of them, like they're so like, they're such healthy fats. It's like, yeah. why would you think that like, that's bad for you? Oh Yeah. 
it's so crazy, but <laughs> regardless, love nut butters. <laughs> um, and something else that I've noticed is you've posted about your journey on your personal account instead of yeah. just your food account. So do you want to talk about like kind of what inspired you to do that and what pushed you to do that? Because like not a lot of people in my life, like, or like from where I am, like know mm-hmm. that I have this account. Mm-hmm. So like, that's so crazy. Like, and that was so inspiring to me when you did that. So if you just want to talk about that, like a little bit more. Well, thank you. Um, and I think I just, there was this one post that I posted on my Munch with Mojo account that a ton of my friends from home were reposting on their stories. And that day I got a lot of followers from people from my high school and from my town. And before that, like my best friends from home, they knew about my account mm-hmm. and my friends from school knew about it when it was like the U of SD Good Eats. And that day was a little scary because so many people that I knew were following the account. Yeah. And but it was also really exciting. And I just got so much positive feedback, like so many texts that day from people just saying thank you for sharing something like that. And I just like something hit me where I was like, why am I not sharing this in every aspect of my life? and or on social media and so because I was like not everyone follows me on this account but I have these messages that I want more people to hear and so I it was like a couple days later after I posted that one thing that a ton of people reposted um and it kind of was just explaining like why why haven't I shared this part of me in this account in this personal account um and I got a lot of really positive feedback from that post too. And then something I'm just super passionate about is like people not commenting on other people's weight, Um, especially when people lose weight. I just would get really frustrated every time I would see like people from my high school commenting on girls pictures like oh my god you look so amazing like body goals like stuff like that and so then I also wrote a whole post about not commenting on people's weight because I just felt like people in the foodie community kind of are aware of that more but not from just like my town of people and like friends of mine that maybe aren't in the foodie world I just didn't feel like they were aware of the negative implications that that can cause on someone's like mindset and whatever they're going through it just can never be great <laughs> yeah because and I know you've talked about this just in a recent post where you're talking about how like when you're perpetuated as like the healthy person yeah and so then if people are commenting on your weight like oh my gosh like so skinny it's like you kind of feel like well what if I wasn't you know it's like what if I lost that part of me or like what if people didn't think that and then almost puts like more more negative effects, like, than it does positive. Um, So, yeah, I completely agree, like, how, and it's so normalized um, Mm -hmm. with just commenting that, and, like, it, and it just makes you feel worse, like, commenting it, too. It's not, like, yeah, I mean, there are so many times where I've seen posts, and I, all I want to do is comment on this person's post, tagging all the people that said all these comments, being, like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Why I knew I couldn't do that, so I was, like, I may as well make a post about it, Um, and I had a lot of people that were, like, wow, I actually never realized that I was doing that, and, could be hurting the person that I'm commenting on. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Because you think it's, I mean, obviously it's like done usually in like, like a good mindset, but. Right, right. mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So 
Um, you also have talked about your experience with smartwatches and working out. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because I had never heard of like not using it. I have a Fitbit and like, I like it because also I can get my texts on it yeah. <laughs> during class, um, but, and I've never not used it, but I think it's so awesome. Like I, I just never thought of it before. So I actually got the idea to take a break from my Apple watch, um, from Remix to Nutrition, Marley. Um, and she kind of was just talking about how much like freer she felt from not wearing her Apple watch. And so there was one time I talked about it on my Instagram story and I was just saying how I actually, I was in a bar class um, and I, instead of choosing the like hit workout to track the workout, I clicked on bar and I noticed that I burned like way less calories than I do when I click hit. And so it kind of was just like, this is, this cannot be accurate. Like, yeah, this doesn't seem right. And, but then I didn't really do anything about it. I still kept wearing my Apple watch. And the next time I went to a bar class, I just clicked on hit because I didn't want to be frustrated that it was yeah. like a lower number. And so I started to kind of think more about it and I was like, I think I could try not using my watch for at least like three days. And I felt like the only way I was actually gonna accomplish that is if I announced it. <laughs> so it's helpful sometimes just being like, this is what I'm gonna do. Cause yeah. like I'm going vegan for the month. And I was uh -huh. like, if I don't tell anyone, like I probably won't follow through with it. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, I need to at least like say it on my Instagram story because I know the people that are following will kind of want an update and that means mm -hmm. I have to actually uh, follow through. Mm -hmm. So I spent like my my first workout without the watch. Um, I really pushed myself and I felt like I worked even harder than I do when I have the watch on. And after I almost felt more accomplished and because I, would, I didn't have a number to look at, I just knew that I felt so good and I felt like super strong and I was really sweaty. So um, I spent like the next couple of days kind of seeing like, do I want to put it back on? Do I not? And I decided not to. And I think I actually didn't wear a watch for like over a month. Um, and at first I was nervous because I'm a group X instructor here. Um, and so it's a lot easier to control the music with the watch, um, but it didn't ended up being fine. And it really wasn't a big deal to have my phone up like on the stage with me to just pause and play the music. So that was actually not a big deal. And so I started to realize that I didn't really need my watch anymore, but I started to put it back on for some walks that I was going on just to look at the distance. And I realized that it didn't really have the same control over me anymore. And I used to feel like it really controlled how I felt or what I ate that day. Because a lot of times I, because I was an instructor, and because I have to walk everywhere on campus, I was burning a lot of calories. And so a lot of times I would look at how many calories I was burning and I would be like, oh my gosh, I should eat another meal or yeah. I should add some more like fat to this or something. But which was good. I was not being like, 
restrictive about numbers anymore. But I wasn't really being intuitive. I kind of was just like, wow, I burned a lot of calories. I need to eat like four more meals. (laughs) And it's like, okay, but really, am I that hungry for that? Does my body actually need that? So then I started to kind of bring it back into my workouts besides walking. And a lot of times I don't even like check how many calories it was. I actually like looking at the heart rate for the most part. Yeah. see like for fun but it's really now it's kind of become this thing where it's like eh, I don't feel like wearing it today I'm just gonna leave it on the charger like it doesn't really matter um like today I just didn't wear it all day and it kind of helps I do like getting texts from it but it also sometimes distracts me more yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah so I definitely there I think there's pros and cons to wearing a sort of like Fitbit Apple Watch Um, but I definitely think that if you are someone that feels like it is controlling everything in your life and your workouts and your eating, then I highly suggest taking a break from it because now I feel like it's kind of just there and it doesn't really like change anything about the way I'm feeling. Yeah, definitely. And I can completely relate with the, um, when I had the, my fitness pal, when I used it, Mm -hmm. um, it was connected to my Fitbit and I would, it would like input calories that I burned. So like I could eat more that day and I would end up eating more than I needed because Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, like it says that like, I need to eat this, this many more calories. And it was like, but was I even hungry? Like, no, I was just eating like a full other meal after dinner (laughs) because it told Mm -hmm. me that I still had calories. So yeah, I think it can. And it's so also like inaccurate. I forget the statistic. What is it like 20% off it can be, or even more. Yeah, Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah. So it's like, why, like, don't let the calories control you, especially if they're not even accurate. <laughs> right. Well, that, I saw that when I chose like the bar over like the hit because yeah. it was just, it was like 200 calorie different. Yeah. And it. like, so what like, should that be? If just that you're telling your watch that you're doing a certain like workout, like how, yeah. how should that change anything? And mm-hmm. so you also mentioned that you are a group X instructor. So do you want to talk a little bit about like kind of what your group X is and how you got into it? So I actually started teaching group X classes um, my sophomore year of high school. So I've been teaching this one class called WERK, which is like W-E-R-Q. It's a dance fitness class. Um, It started more like around our area in the Chicagoland area. Um, And I, there was like my first group exercise class I ever went to. And I just fell in love because it's like a high, high cardio dance fitness class, but the songs are like hip hop, pop music, and they stay very up to date with the songs that are coming out. So it was always like songs I knew and so many fun dances. And I, I've been a dancer since I was like two years old. So I, I'm like hip hop was my favorite. So I loved that it was a workout, but it didn't feel like a workout because I was dancing. And so that was kind of where I got started. And then, and like middle of my sophomore year, I got certified um, to teach work. And then I was just on the sub list throughout high school at the gym that I went to. 
And then when I came to college, we have a really awesome group exercise program where it's all students that are um, the group X instructors. And so starting my freshman year, first semester, I got into the training group and it's like our campus rec, like our gym on campus. And so for a full semester, I was a part of the training group and then we would assist classes that were going on. And then at the end of the semester, we were evaluated in those classes. And we also were studying for the ACE group fitness exam the whole semester so that then I took, took the ACE group fitness exam over winter break. But it was helpful that I already had a certification because mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to get into the um, training group. But since I already had a certification, it was a lot easier. Um, but also in that semester, I got certified in body attack, which is a Les Mills class. And because I was a part of the training group, it's much cheaper to get certifications. So like any other person, it'd be like $200 for that sort of certification. But since I did it through the school, it was only 50. Oh, got it. Um, yeah, that was really awesome. And it kind of introduced me to the Les Mills world of like teaching group X and then starting second semester, I was able to start teaching my own classes. And then last year in the fall, I got certified to teach body pump, um, which is also a Les Mills class. But since I've had my ACE group fitness um, certification, I've been able to teach a lot of different classes like HIT and I used to teach like a water aerobics class. So it's super fun and I also get paid for it. So it's nice because I would be at the gym anyways. Mm -hmm. And then it's also my job and I'm getting paid for it. So that sounds yeah. so awesome. Oh my gosh. I have a friend that goes to South Carolina. I'll have to tell her to go to one of your classes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's funny. Okay. So just some advice for the listeners um, and kind of from your own personal experience. Uh, what do you do on bad body image days? Well, I had um, a couple days like that recently, and it was really helpful that um, my boyfriend ended up surprising me that day, so he definitely made me feel better, but on days where I don't have him or <laughs> someone to support me like that, and it's just me kind of sitting there and dealing with it, um, I just really try to think about um, how I was feeling when I was more, when I was quote unquote skinnier or um, when I was more restrictive. I really try to think about like mentally, like how was I feeling at that time? Because I know I wasn't happy and I know that I was like way more miserable than people knew. Yeah. And I actually didn't really realize how miserable I was until I started like refeeding myself basically and then starting to like realize wow I was such a different person then and I really just try to accept that my body is changing and that's really that's scary gaining weight is scary but clearly that's what my body needs right now and I need to just allow it to happen because and I wrote a little like letter from my body in a post and I was basically telling myself that 
while I might be a little bit softer right now, I may need to get even softer because I don't know if I'm going to gain more weight or not. But I just, that's what my body needs right now. And I need to allow it to happen. And it's not like I try to stop my sadness or my feelings of like not loving my body that day. Um, Cause I kind of just want it to happen. If I need to cry about it, I need to cry about it. I'm a big believer in just like crying to let things out and then feeling better after. So it's not like I try to really distract myself or anything. I kind of just try to think about like, why am I feeling this way today? Like, how can I maybe turn it around tomorrow? Because kind of if I'm feeling it that way that day, it doesn't necessarily mean it will change later that night, but maybe tomorrow I can start off my day a little better and kind of reflect more on like, why was I feeling that way yesterday? And like, what can I do to make me feel better? Yeah, I feel like it's helpful to like, just let the feelings come through you and not kind of like try to push them off because then I, sometimes it can just get worse. Like yeah, totally. when you try to resist it, and I also, um, if I do ever feel that way, I, I really like to talk to people about it because I feel like sometimes I can't figure out why I'm feeling that way unless I talk it out with someone and I either call my boyfriend or my mom um, or I would say if you have a therapist, like those are always some things that you can bring up with those kind of people that you know will give you some positive words and make you feel better about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, yeah. Talking it out. Sometimes stuff just doesn't make as much sense in your head. And then like when you actually say it, it just makes so much more sense. Yes. So we are in the midst of the holiday season. When this comes mm-hmm. out, it's either right before Thanksgiving or right after. Okay. <laughs> so what would you recommend like staying away from during the holidays in terms of self-talk? Because obviously it's a time when people are like, you know, you hear all the time, like, I'm going to work this off tomorrow. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm having a second dessert. Like, what are some things that you can do to one, stay away from those, like remove yourself from those situations? Mm -hmm. Like, what are some things that you would tell others to not say to themselves? Yeah, the holiday, the holiday seasons are definitely difficult. And I mean, this is my first time going through the holiday season with this whole new perspective. So I feel like I'll definitely be reflecting on a lot of this as it comes up. Um, But I definitely am a strong believer in either setting boundaries ahead of time with the people that you know you're going to be around during the holiday season or just excusing yourself from any sort of situation where maybe someone is commenting on what you're eating or what your body looks like, or if maybe you haven't seen someone in a while, like if they're like, oh my gosh, you look so great, or wow, like you put on some weight during the quarantine. Like I I think you can, I think it really depends on the person and how close you are with them. But if you are comfortable, I would probably say to someone like, hey, like I just would really not like, I would like you to not comment on the way that I look or the food that I'm eating because I really want to enjoy it here and just be in the moment with you and not worry about that stuff. But sometimes that's not as easy and well, that's much easier said than done because that can be like really scary and it depends on the person. So 
I mean, you can always just say like, um, okay, like gotta go, or maybe just totally like change the subject because there are people probably that you can't really get through to them for the reasoning of like why they shouldn't say those things. So if you can just change the subject and kind of like shake it off because if you are confident in the place that you are right now, then hopefully a comment like that maybe won't send you back or make you take a, a bunch of steps back because if you're confident in the situation and you are like, I really want to heal my relationship with food and, and my body, then um, hopefully you could like work through something like that. As in terms of like working out to like burn things off, I feel like it's best to kind of stick with whatever routine you have and not change things up. Um, I'm definitely gonna like continue working out to move my body like in a way that I want, but I'm gonna work out on Thanksgiving, not because I wanna burn the food off, but because that's except, like a fun day to do a fun workout and I wanna feel good, but I definitely won't be restricting for the rest of the day until dinner. So I think it's important to like stick to the your eating routine and, and your workout routine and don't kind of take it up a notch with your working out or don't like restrict just because you know that you're going to be eating a big meal the next day. So, and again, that's way easier said than done. Yeah, I definitely agree. It can like, you can feel mm -hmm. like you like need to do more, but it's like that only ever makes it worse. Even yeah. it's like when you restrict, it's like, you're going to end up eating more. So mm -hmm. it's like, just eat three balanced meals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so now we can get into what I call the fast money questions. <laughs> so what is your favorite way to move your body? This is a hard question. I, I know. I feel like you're so well-rounded in your exercise. Yeah, well, I teach a bunch of different classes and Honestly, I really love when I'm able to like dance or have like dance breaks in whatever sort of workout. I do jabs a lot and like sometimes I'll just little, take a little dance break and it's encouraged, which I love. Um, but I really like workouts that are going to leave me feeling strong and empowered by whatever instructor um, there is and sweaty. <laughs> yeah anything with a good sweat <laughs> yeah so what is your favorite recipe to make Ooh, that's really hard too I love baking with my mom and my sister and my mom has some really awesome recipes that I need to start sharing but she has this really awesome recipe called like oatmeal carmelitas and they are so, so good. So oh gosh, that sounds so good. Yummy. Um, I tried to make, this was like more in the past when I was not in my food freedom, whatever, but I tried to make a healthified version of it and it was good. It just like was not the same at all. So I'm excited to go home and make that with her and hopefully I'll share that with everyone. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Um, so I'm so interested how you answer this question. How do you define clean eating? Oh my God. I hate that word. I know. Oh my God. I hate that. Okay. So I, <laughs> First of all, I think the word clean should just not be in anyone's vocabulary about eating because 
what's the opposite dirty because if you're gonna say that i'm that you're clean eating and then but i'm not eating that same way then is the way that i'm eating dirty like yeah exactly that doesn't make sense and i i get it i know why people say that it's more about like the ingredients and but i yeah i just would say that it's about like coming well, whole whole foods that aren't really processed and maybe have like minimal ingredients on the box or whatever wherever it's coming from and yeah but i i hate that yeah term. someone needs to come up with like a better way to like phrase like who okay first of all who came up with clean eating and then like why can't we take like the like what it really like exactly like eating whole foods like Mm -hmm. eating like as like what makes your body feel good we need a word for that (laughs) yeah like yeah I have no idea right feel good gonna have to brainstorm I like that feel good foods that's good (laughs) okay so last but not least what's one thing you'd want your followers to know about you that they wouldn't get from your page Wow. Oh my gosh. I did a post about like 21 facts about me. And so I feel like I shared a lot that people didn't know. Um, so I'll try to think of something different from that. I'm like really silly, like really like weird, but I feel like that kind of comes off of my page sometimes, but like I make myself laugh so much. Like I just find myself, I find myself hilarious sometimes. And like my boyfriend knows, but I like, have like very like weird dances that I'll do or like weird faces that I'm not like afraid to show people but like yeah sometimes I if I'm doing like a TikTok dance by myself like I go off and I find myself hilarious sometimes. The best company to have is yourself. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. And if you want to just tell the listeners where they can find you if they don't follow you already. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Thank you. Of course. Um, so you can find me on my account at Munch with Mojo, um, where I share a bunch about my past disordered eating habits and now my journey with food freedom and body acceptance and just life and things that make me happy. So yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.